AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. You're listening to Comedy Central. This is my third night hosting, and I'm really getting the hang of this. It's, it's almost like I've worked here for years. Now, we have a great show for you tonight, so let's get into the headlines. Let's start in the Middle East. The war is now in its second week and shows no sign of stopping. But today, President Biden landed in Israel to try to help out. He made it all the way down the stairs. Mission accomplished already. Off to a great start. And while he was there, he had some important advice for a country going to war in response to a terrorist attack. Justice must be done. But I caution this while you feel that rage. Don't be consumed by it. After 9-11, we were enraged in the United States. While we sought justice and got justice, we also made mistakes. Wow. Wise words from President Biden. Anytime an American president admits a mistake... It's a big deal. So, Israel, please learn from us. Don't stay in Afghanistan for more than 20 years, tops. But Biden's right. America made some serious mistakes after 9-11. Iraq, Guantanamo, frosted tips. By the way, I'm sure his visit is appreciated, but as someone who has a parent roughly the same age as Joe Biden, sometimes when they fly in to help, it ends up being a little more of a burden than hell. <laughs> don't mind me. Don't mind me. I'm not even here. Just write down all the steps for how to get Hulu on the TV and I'll be fine. <laughs> hey, I'm happy to do the laundry. Just tell me where everything goes and where everything is. <laughs> That's kind of what I feel like is going on right now. All right, let's move on to domestic news and talk about the speaker race. The Sonos won. (laughs) Meanwhile, in the Congress of the United States, the House is having its own speaker race, and it continues to be an absolute disaster. 
The House remains speakerless. Congressman Jim Jordan's second bid to become speaker was defeated on the House floor. He actually lost some of the support he had in the first round. The people that are involved don't actually know what's going on. It is, frankly, embarrassing. The biggest circle jerk in the history of circles, or jerks. Apparently you can just say circle jerk on TV. What's next? Congressional leaders met today in what can best be described as a violent bukkake. But that's right. Jim Jordan lost by 20 votes yesterday, spent all night meeting holdouts one-on-one, -on -one, trying to win them over, and then lost by 22 votes this afternoon. <laughs> I crunched the numbers, and it turns out 22 is more than 20. So he's doing even worse. So at this point, three Republicans have tried and failed to get the votes for speaker with no end in sight, which is why now there's a growing movement to just let the temporary speaker, Patrick McHenry, keep the job. And he seems qualified. I mean, he's wearing a bow tie. A, a bow tie says a lot about a man. It says that every morning he spends 20 minutes watching a YouTube tutorial on how to tie a bow tie. And that's the kind of focus you want in a speaker. But more importantly, Congressman McHenry is perfect for the job because he's already there. Sometimes you just gotta go with the guy who's already sitting in the chair. I mean, why keep looking? He's not f***ing up. He's maybe even crushing it, some people are saying. Maybe he doesn't have as many Instagram followers as some of the other guest speaker candidates, but let's not overcomplicate things. He's right there. Just give him the job already, all right? Let's move on to a heartwarming story. New Yorkers get a bad rap for not caring about strangers. And it's true, when tourists ask me for directions, I stab them, but thankfully, there's still good people out there. Firefighters responding to a call about a serious blaze inside a Manhattan high-rise. A New Yorker is watching from an apartment down the street, can't believe his eyes. From a distance, he thinks he sees out-of-control flames. I called 911, and within minutes, the streets were echoing with fire engines. But wait, those aren't real flames. It's the Yule Log video. Turns out the video was being played on a big-screen TV, which made the illusion of a fire all the more real from that window. Oh, man. How embarrassing for that guy, especially after last week when he called the police to report that Sharknado. <laughs> anyway, what a heartwarming story that cost the city a quarter of a million dollars. And it was nice to see this man looking out for his neighbor's safety. Although it did make me wonder why he was staring at this particular neighbor's window in the first place. It was Allie Lyon's apartment. Uh, I see what's going on here. Go on. It was a rainy Saturday, and I had to work a little bit, so I got my laptop, I made some tea, I put on some candles and the fireplace. Howdy, neighbor. Welcome. Inside Edition brought the neighbors together. So this is where the fire happens. I was having a cup of tea oh, at my nice. window. I was having a cup of tea here. Yeah. The one thing she's learned. I really do need to get curtains now. Yeah. 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 
you do. And maybe some pepper spray while you're at it. For more on this eulog and or possible stalker story, we go live to Midtown Manhattan with our very own Desi Lydic. Desi. Wait. Desi, are you actually in that lady's apartment? Oh, no, no, no. I'm at my place. It's crazy. I've got a dangerous fire in here, too. Just, you know, waiting for a super tall European snack to come rescue me. But, okay. but that guy who saw the fire was looking into her apartment. That's creepy. Costa, were you not listening to me? He's tall. I mean, did you see him? He's like if Timothy Chalamet took his vitamins. But, but if a guy's basically stalking you through his window, that's not someone you want to date. No, that's not someone you want to date. But for me, this guy's got the two most important qualities. He's interested in me, and his apartment has a window. I mean, did you... Like if Timothy Chalamet had a window. Look, look, even if you're into the idea of a guy noticing you from his apartment, it's just not practical. This was a one-off incident. Guys don't just stare into random windows looking for fires. You'd be better off thinking about... Excuse me, little lady. I thought I saw a fire. Huh? Jackpot. <laughs> I can't wait for the wedding. Desi Lydic, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I save the planet. You don't want to miss it. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back to The Daily Show. 
Let's talk about water. It's the thing you hope you just sat in on the subway. <laughs> According to doctors, we're supposed to drink water basically every day. And in America, most of, most of us do that with the help of these. The number one packaged drink in the United States isn't Coke or Gatorade or even Haterade. It's bottled water. We Americans buy 50 billion disposable water bottles a year. And I know what you're thinking, oh shit, another depressing environment story. So can I not even drink water without ruining my children's future? But that's the thing. This is one environment story that actually has a really easy solution. And I'm gonna tell you what it is in another installment of Long Story Short. For most of human history, people got by fine without bottled water. People got water from their well or the local stream or by throwing a virgin into a volcano so it would rain. It was a perfect system. But water bottles started to become popular in the 80s, mainly for health reasons. In 1986, the EPA warned Americans that their tap water might be turning them into number two pencils. This might sound familiar to you if you grew up in the 80s or in Jackson, Mississippi last week. And then marketers smelled money. And soon, bottled water wasn't just about health, but a whole healthy sexual lifestyle. Keep your body at its peak. Drink Avion. Pure Avion spring water from the French Alps. It's refreshing, it's natural, and it doesn't have one single calorie. Imported Perrier. It goes with good food. It's what I drink instead of a cocktail. It's what I drink instead of a cocktail. <laughs> sure, but you can just say you've got DUIs, all right? We've all got DUIs. Look, props to these water companies. They turned water into something sexy as opposed to something you just need to survive. These ads were basically like... Oxygen. It really helps me lay pipe. So fast forward to today. Thank you. Great performance. So fast forward to today, and the average American drinks upwards to 167 bottles a year, usually right before a long-haul flight when I'm in the aisle seat. Hey, just be an adult and wear a diaper like the rest of us? Now, you might be asking, where does all that water come from? The ocean? No. I tried that once. I got so sick. In reality, in order to get bottled water to the masses, Water companies like Nestle often suck up water from public lands for little to no cost. Isn't that awesome, right? We love it when multinational conglomerates find success. The problem is this creates a massive environmental impact. And when these companies are called out for it, they come up with explanations like this. Nelson Switzer is Nestle Water's chief sustainability officer. Some people would say, this is the people's water. Is it fair that you guys make so much money off of it? Nestle has uh, water rights, of course, uh, in this area. From a legal standpoint, of course it's fair. Uh, from a perception standpoint, I understand why people are asking that question. But water belongs to no one. Oh, really? <laughs> really, Nestle, water belongs to no one? That's the dumbest thing anyone has ever said about water. And keep in mind, Gwyneth Paltrow once said that you can hurt water's feelings by yelling at it. <laughs> 
If water really belongs to no one, then why can't I go swimming in my neighbor Eric's koi pond? Why did it scare his kids, per the police report? But sucking up all the fresh water is just the beginning of our problems. Making the bottles and shipping them to you uses 17 million barrels of oil a year. That's enough oil to fill one million cars for a whole year or grease up Don Jr. for one weekend. <laughs> Plus, most bottles just get thrown in the trash. Oh, but I recycle it. Okay, thanks for putting it in the green bin before they send it to Malaysia where they put it in the trash there. And the stupidest part is, it's totally almost unnecessary. The majority of the country has access to safe, free tap water. We're transporting a product from 3,000 miles away that we can get from our kitchens. In fact, most of the bottled water we drink is literally tap water, including Aquafina and Dasani. That's right. Dasani just takes tap water, adds fart smell to it, and that's how they make Dasani. And maybe you buy natural spring water because it's healthier, but it turns out not always. In fact, a study of Fiji water found that it has more arsenic than tap water from Cleveland. Yeah, you thought bottled water was safer? Turns out it's slowly poisoning you like a wife on Dateline. <laughs> so considering that tap water is good enough for the vast majority of us, the solution to the huge environmental problems of bottled water is obvious. Boom! Problem solved. <laughs> Using a refillable water bottle cuts down on fossil fuels, creates less waste, and could even save you $16,000 over its lifetime. That's enough to pay for a luxury vacation or 16 shitty vacations. <laughs> so long story short, this is like the easiest choice in the history of no-brainers. If everyone in the United States just went with the reusable water bottles, we'd save money, solve an environmental crisis. And the best part of that is then that's one less environmental crisis you'd have to hear people like me bitching about. You probably already have nine of these. <laughs> Open a cabinet in your kitchen and one will fall on you. <laughs> and tomorrow, start using it. That's how you save the planet. All right, when we come back, the incredible singer, Rhiannon Giddens, will be joining me on the show, so don't go away. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is an award-winning singer, 
composer and instrumentalist whose new album is called You're the One. Please welcome Rhiannon Giddens. They're great. They're wow. great. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you for chatting with us. You are a MacArthur Genius Award winner, Grammy winner, Pulitzer Prize winner. <laughs> you studied opera in college, but this is what really got me. You write all your music with the banjo? <laughs> I write a lot of my music with the banjo. Banjo and voice and fiddle and whatever instrument I have around. Yeah. When I think of the banjo, and correct me on this, but when I, I think of the banjo, I know you will. <laughs> I picture that scene in Deliverance, and it's down in the south, and, and it's scary, and it's... Is that an accurate depiction of the banjo? No, no, and that's part of the problem, is that media has really warped our idea of how American music came to be. The yeah. banjo is an African-derived instrument. It was invented by people of the African diaspora in the Caribbean, and African-American people are co-creators of old time and what became bluegrass music and country music. And it's only in the 19... Yes, thank you. You know, it's really in the 19, early 1900s and 20s when yeah. media and how we segregated American music with into these different buckets in order to sell it. Yeah. It just changed our perception and we've lost a lot of our history. And so that's been a drive of mine for a really long time is to change, is to change that. Can I be ignorant for a second? Uh, if you like. A guitar <laughs> versus a banjo. Yes. I mean, I know they look different, but what's the, what is the difference? <laughs> I mean, how long, sound, how sound long do you is have? I, yeah. Um, um, well, they come, they come from different... I mean, look, it, it, to, to, to break it down, the, the banjo really is... It is descended from a lot of different West African lute instruments, yeah. and there's a percussive mode about it. Yeah. There's, uh, on a lot of banjos, there's five strings, a little short string, which is a drone string, which means it's in one key, and it's... So wow. it's very different, and, and actually, the banjo is more popular than the guitar for a long time yeah. in America. The guitar is a relative latecomer, so it's kind of yeah. like the banjo is like our indigenous instrument, you know, if you are also, you have to remember all the indigenous instruments with indigenous people right. who were here, you know, before a lot of people came, but in terms of America as a nation state, yes, I mean, no, but this is they're, they're still here, by the way, they're still here, um, but it, America as a nation state, a colonial state, whatever, the banjo is this, this co-creation between different cultures of working class poor people yeah. that, you know, made it, and it's, it's unique. Thank you for answering that question. I know it was, you know, I, appeasing my question. That's my job. <laughs> um, good, yeah. <laughs> so, opera. You're, you're in town to accept the Pulitzer for this opera called Omar about an enslaved African Muslim that you took the memoirs and converted into an opera. Explain this. I mean, we went from banjo <laughs> to opera. It's all just... It's yeah, it's been really interesting because it was the opposite. I went to I went to Oberlin, learned opera, and then kind of got burnt out and went down to North Carolina where I'm from and learned the banjo. And then full circle came back and was asked to write this opera about Omar Ibn Said, who was a Senegalese Quranic scholar at 37, sold into slavery. And it's just an incredible story because this, we're talking about like wh who gets to represent the American story, you know, and it's to complicate that narrative. It's just all these different kinds of people who represent the American story. And he's one, and his 
autobiography was written in Arabic while he was enslaved, and it's the only document of that kind that we know of in existence. And it's just a really special story, so I'm, I just feel amazingly overwhelmed by the fact that I got to make it with Michael Abels, my co-composer, and that for the Spoleto Festival, and that it's been honored with a Pulitzer. It's just like, crazy. it's a dream come true. So. That's crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, this is your big new latest album. Yeah, Big Face. It's great. I love this album cover. This is awesome. Um, this album is a little more playful. Is that is that a good word to use? Totally. Uh, than your previous albums. Was that an obvious choice for you? Yeah, I mean, like for the last 15 years, I've been that girl at the party on a Friday night that you back away from. You're just like, <laughs> man, she's gonna talk about slavery or the banjo or both, and I'm just right. like really not into this. Right. And I just like I was kind of getting burnt out, and I I just needed to change things up. And I had th these songs I've been writing over 14 years, and just wanted to explore the other sides of my art artistry. On this album, though, there is one really important song. Look at this, look at this, look at this shot. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, the other thing is that I'm 46, and this is the first original record I've ever, like all original right. songs right. that I've made. And, and it's like my first solo album was when I was 36. And so it's kind of like you do it on the time that it's time to do it. You know, you don't do it on anybody else's, you know, you just like you take the opportunities as they come. So this was a really amazing project with producer Jack Splash to just explore and to also say, Bleep the categories, bleep the genres, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm just saving your guys the trouble later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like forget like what is blues and what is jazz and yeah. what is country. It's all the same thing. It's all coming from the same American yeah. well of yeah. cross-cultural collaboration. So I just like, yeah, put it in whatever box you want. I love it's it. just fun music, you know? I'm really inspired. <laughs> I just had two acts that didn't clap once for me. <laughs> I'm really inspired by what you just said because it feels like everything that I've looked at with your work has true integrity, but then we're also mixing in the commercialism of the industry. Yeah. And as someone who's trying to be a comedic artist, this make money and also stay authentic and make your work have integrity is near impossible. I've sold out, of course. but. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to put you in a box. They want to tell yeah. you this. Oh, this is your demo. You Absolutely. sell to these people. This is, speak to them. Yeah. How, how are you navigating that? How would you advise a younger artist to navigate that? It's really hard because it's antithetical to making art is the, right. the, the, the capitalistic system that we yeah. forced artists to work within. <laughs> right. So we're all having compromises. We're all having to figure out where, where's our line. And so my line for a long time has been pretty far out. And it's like, I just want to tell these stories. And I've just been really lucky with the opportunities that I've gotten. And I stuck to my guns. I said, mm -hmm. I'm doing what I, what I need to do to make the world a slightly better place or to add to the positive conversation. And I come back around and here I am doing it exactly as I want and being, you know, getting the MacArthur and mm -hmm. being able to do. So I just, I tell young people, you got to tell what is your story? that you can tell that nobody else can tell yeah. and get people around you who believe in you and your story and who aren't out for what mon money you can make them. And so right. I'm surrounded by an amazing team, Red Light Management, none such who believed in me. Yeah. And I, you know, if waiting for this record, yeah. they let me do projects that I really felt you know, I was really felt passionate about. And so it's really a give and a take and you're part of a team and you just have to have people around you who believe in you. Yeah. And the 
the passion then comes out in that project. Yeah, and then it's way better because you're enthusiastic. Well, yeah. this is it, yeah. and this is what people are actually looking for. Yeah. They might say they're looking for something else, but they're looking yeah. for that energy, that brightness, that yeah. passion, which you can only get when you're following your arrow, yeah. you know, and not trying yeah. to be what other people want you to be. And you see yeah. that a lot in the industry. And I was just like, you just got to do you. I love that. I love that. I love that. Speaking of a story that inspired you, the story of Khalif Browder and the song that uh, you're going to sing for us called Another Wasted Life, um, you've teamed up with the Pennsylvania Innocence Project. Tell me how this story inspired you. Well, I, I, you know, it was, this was a few years ago, and I heard about the story of Khalif Browder, who was incarcerated. You know, he was an innocent teenager incarcerated yeah. for three years, and two of those were in solitary confinement, which is horrific and when he was released finally exonerated because he was innocent i just keep repeating that he couldn't really readjust to the outside world and he committed suicide and yes and i was just like i I couldn't Mm. contain my anger at the waste of this young man's life what we don't get of him so i wrote this song i put it away and then when this album came you know came around the idea of this i was like this needs to be a centerpiece of this because this is this is what I actually do. This has been really fun. Yeah. But another yeah. wasted life is is what I do. And so we reached out to the Pennsylvania Innocence Project because it's a huge problem. People aren't aware of how many yeah. innocent men are sitting in jail and men and women sitting behind bars because yeah. somebody wanted to close the case. Wrong place, wrong time. Witnesses telling you know being intimidated and telling lies. And it's so easy to just forget about it. This is it. It's so easy to forget about. Yeah, yeah. and the yeah. thing is, it's like so um, we're working with a lot of innocence projects, but we specially teamed up with the uh, Pennsylvania Innocence Project, and we made a video involving 22 exonerated men who, between the 22 of them, spent 500 years yeah. in prison. Because what people don't understand is that once you are in, it's really hard to let yeah. you out because the the system is not geared to letting people out, right? So even if you are proven innocent, like Chester Holman at 21 was convicted of murder and they finally proved him innocent and it took 14 years, 14 more years to get him out of prison. He was in prison for 28 years for a crime that he did not commit. So it's like, and all of these guys who participated in the video that that I made with him and whose images you'll see, they are all doing it because of the guys who are still inside, yeah. you know, because there's so many, and they said they're sitting, they're like in cages, like with no hope, because yeah. it's so difficult to get out. So, uh, organizations like the Pennsylvania Innocence Project need resources, they need money, they need support, because getting them out is actually just the first step. Right. That's incredibly right. hard, and then they need resources, you know, to reintegrate. And so, it's been a really a- amazing partnership to work with them because it's like not everybody. We we all don't do things on our own, right? We yeah. have to do the thing that we do, and then we partner with the folks who are doing what they do. And they've gotten so many men out of prison, and they're doing incredible work. The video is extremely powerful, and uh, thank you for being with us. It's wonderful to talk to you. You're an inspiration to everybody. Explore more shows from The Daily Show Podcast Universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.